momentous evening here at Street Cop Training. We are moving our headquarters to a little further south, closer to where I live. This will be the last video with this blank wall. We had a lot of pictures of the new guys uh, who were in the group that were up here prior to this, but we took them down because we're packing all the stuff up. We are moving tomorrow morning. A couple guys from the group are going to come down and help me out. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys in the morning. Um, and then we have a new studio we're building in our new office, which is going to look really cool, hopefully, uh, if I get somebody who has some taste and design abilities come in and decorate it aptly and properly but i got a request from somebody to do a video regarding I, I covered this the other night but i guess i didn't do a good job of explaining and if you request something i'm going to do it for you so the question is is uh can you further explain state versus terry which came out march 14 2018 uh what it means and just a so I can have a better understanding of it. That's kind of the message I got. So I'm going to read you. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to try to give you a brief. And I'm going to explain it to you so you guys can take this information and use it in the field properly and do your job correctly. Um, so here's what it says. Uh, it comes out March 14, 2018. What's interesting I want to point out is it was at a superior court level. The appellate division ruled, and then the Supreme Court reversed the ruling, saying that they erred, they erred E-R-R-E-D, in their ways of what they ruled on. So guys, I have to, I have to tell you again, uh, and I want to reemphasize that you may have a superior court ruling like we've seen in state versus Houston in December and the appellate division may reverse that one saying that the judge erred in her way. So guys are like, Oh, the judge said this. I know it doesn't mean they're right. That's why there's an appeal process and they go to the next level to make sure that it was done correctly. However, sometimes it goes to the appellate level and they don't do a good job at it. Or at least the Supreme court doesn't feel that way. And the Supreme court overturns it. Um, it's the judicial system, right? Although it's supposed to be objective and have good, uh, you know, clear and, and consistent results, it doesn't. And a lot of it's subjective opinions on how things are interpreted. And sometimes people uh, interject their own personal opinions and thoughts on how things should be ruled upon on for outside mitigating factors, whatever that may be. So this is a New Jersey case, uh, so you guys can know this if you're watching from out of state. We'll do some more out of state stuff tomorrow. This is going to be really New Jersey specific. I actually wasn't going to do a video today because it got really crazy. It's been very, very busy today. But I figured I'd just jump on here and do one last momentous uh, video for everybody. Maybe I'll rip one in the car tomorrow when we're, we're doing some moving. But basically, this this comes out of uh, Union Township, New Jersey. Yeah, Union Township. That's right. Uh, guy goes to stop a car. Dude takes off in the truck, blows through a stop sign. He thinks he's eluding and running from him. He pulls over into a gas station. The police, all hyped up, believing that the guy is running. It's an, it's an eluding. They take the guy out of gunpoint. Uh, they ask him, then they ask him for his license, registration, insurance. The guy is silent. He doesn't say anything. So he's unwilling to provide documentation of the car. The officer goes into the car to retrieve the registration uh, of the vehicle and that he was in lawful possession. I believe this is a rental car as well. I could be wrong. Let me just see what I got to go back and read this again. Oof, should have done this beforehand. I recall this. I don't know if it was a rental or not. Let's see here. Oh, oh I should have read this. Well, listen, anyway, it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, rental agreement. That's right. It's a rental agreement. So actually, we go back to a little bit to State versus Julian B. Hamlet. We have the same. That's 2017. Let me write that down, Hamlet, so I can put that into the notes on this video. Um, notes. And we have the same thing happened here, where they 
said that you can go in and check a car when somebody was unwilling or could not produce a rental agreement on a rental vehicle. You can go to the car and check for it. So maybe the guy was watching this video. Somebody told me he went to my class, but hopefully that's the case. I don't know if it is. So basically what the court said this, we conclude that the appellate division erred in substitu uh, substituting its fact findings for those of the trial court. Sufficient credible evidence supported the trial court's determination that the defendant was given an adequate opportunity to present his vehicle registration before the search commenced. I'm sorry, the cop goes into the car, searches for the rental agreement, finds a handgun, collects the handgun. The guy's charged as a felon with a handgun, the whole nine, you know. So he's trying to suppress it, saying that search was no good. And what they're saying here is, yeah, search is fine. Search is good. Here's why. When a, driver, when a driver is unwilling or unable to present proof of vehicle's ownership, a police officer may conduct a limited search for the registration papers in the area where they are likely kept in the vehicle. We add this limiting principle. When a police officer can readily determine the driver or passenger is the lawful possessor of the vehicle, despite an inability to produce a registration, a warrantless search for proof of ownership will not be justified. So what are they saying there? Just so you guys understand. Like I've said before a hundred times over, if you have an MDT in your car or you have the ability to run somebody via your radio system and get a return on the car, you'd know who the registered owner is. Just because they couldn't produce a little red card or a little registration card that comes with it doesn't mean you can just go in and uh, avoid you know, doing a, a warrantless search for something you already know. That's what it's for. So really, the only time you're going to have this, for the most part, is going to be for a rental car when they can't pr produce a rental agreement. The limited registration search exception to the warrant requirement has long been embedded into our jurisprudence and has been adopted many other courts. We reject the constitutional challenge to the limited registration search ex uh, exception as applied here and hold that the search of the defendant's glove box was reasonable under the Fourth Amendment, Article 1, Paragraph 7 of our state constitution. Good search. But again, guys, I mean, it's so limiting. I cannot emphasize that you go out and do this stuff uh, and, and because the guy doesn't have his registration card, which is the only thing you can search for. But you have an MDT in your car that tells you who owns the car, that it's not stolen. You're not going into the car. You're not searching glove boxes. And this is just go into a motor vehicle, uh, an investigative motor vehicle style stop. Build your RAS, ask for consent or call for a canine. Don't try to beat the system on these caveats that they've put in place for other purposes. They're not put in place because it's a quick way for cops to be able to search the car without doing what they were supposed to do properly. You can do this kind of work if you know what you're doing. It's very, it's not difficult once you understand the principles of slow down, begin your investigative style stop. If you think something's wrong in the car, ask for consent or develop PC or call for a canine or apply for a search warrant. If you have probable cause, whatever it may be, um, there's ways about, you don't have to try to cheat the system with these, with these cockamamie ideas of, well, you could do this. Look, just do it the right way. Don't try to beat the... You, if you know this game, you understand the system. I never had to do things like that. Why? Because And that's why I'm educating everybody, because I, I, know what I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know that there's, a, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? You, can, you don't have to take the cheap, crappy way. You're building a house on a bad foundation, and, and shit gets challenged. Like, things... State versus Houston... If, you know, I'm not mocking or picking on that that situation, and I'll you guys can read it yourself. It comes out of Essex County. I've been given advice for years, for years after, especially after we had uh, we had the overturning of Pena Flores, basically dissolved off the face of this earth in New Jersey, and we regained the automobile exception. Was this for New Jersey people watching with PC asking for consent additionally because you have limiting scope in New Jersey. I'm not going to go into that. Done videos on it forever. But and check the videos if you're new to the group. You can and welcome all the people who are new to the group. Hey, invite a friend to the group. But check the 
check the videos that I've done before on that and why I tell you to do that. If that was done, I just had a conversation with my friend uh, Scott today, who's a, an attorney. Scott, if you're watching, uh, thumbs up, man. We were talking about this. It would have been fixed if they would have stopped and asked for consent to search before they started removing panels from inside the car. So you need. Or if they deny the consent to search, you would call a canine with dog indicate and it would be good to go. You wouldn't have State v. Houston. Not picking on those guys. They did a good job. They're out there doing police work. Things happen, right? We don't know what we can and can't do until we kind of get some, hi, Matthew, uh, until we get some kind of uh, ruling on on what they want us to do. Remember, case law is a directive on how you're supposed to perform in the field. The more you know about how you're supposed to perform and what's allowed and what's not through these case law rulings, the better you'll be at your job. So when I see these reports, when they see these reports, they go, this guy's got every, everything covered. Just an FYI, too, when I had my conversation with Scott earlier, he said, tell the guys in the group that if they're writing things in the report and they're not matching their findings on their video, that's the first thing he's checking as a defense attorney. He's literally sitting there looking at what you wrote in your report and seeing if it happened on the camera. So if you were doing things on camera, make sure it reflects exactly what happened in your report. Uh, don't leave things vague. They're, they're the first thing that the defense attorneys do are getting your MVR videos and your body like your body cameras. So don't be you don't have to play games. Uh, you know, just do learn this stuff. Pay attention to these videos. Come to class and you won't have to play games and, and try to do weird shit. Like, we'll get you straight. The stuff we teach here, obviously, it's working. The, oh, Six thousand guys have come to this training. Right. We haven't had one person calls and say, hey, look, this was, you know how many people call and commend and appreciate the training that they're receiving. It's like, why we do it, man. So, uh, hey, man. Signing off last night here in this blank background. We're leaving the touch and head a little bit further south uh, to our new office, our new headquarters there. And going to do some cool stuff. So really excited about that. And we'll get that together over the weekend. Uh, but I think I'll be seeing you before then. If not, happy Easter. But I think I'll see you before then. See you guys.